Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, guys, welcome to a special edition of uh, Monty DeFaro with Mike Monty along with the player on a Christmas day. How are you, sir? Thanks I'm for joining. I'm great. Me. I'm remote from uh, Minneapolis via way of Playerville. What are you doing in Minneapolis, bro? Visiting my my son and his wonderful family, my two grandbabies, uh, his wife, Alex, my son, grandson's Elijah, and my granddaughter, Lila. I'm a bit worse for wear today from uh, too much food consumption and maybe a little bit of alcohol as well. How's the change from Florida to Minnesota? Man? You know, honestly, the weather isn't that much different. I I expected 20 below when I got here. It's probably maybe 10 degrees uh, colder. I think it's like 40, mid 40s. Not bad. So, Not bad. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping I get lucky the rest of the week and I don't get caught in a blizzard. <laughs> Not very nice. You know, it's just it's kind of refreshing. Nope. You, you, you didn't catch any flight delays or anything like that? Nope. Nope. Not bad. So, Not bad. Nope. And how was your holiday with your family, with your grandkids and all that? Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's great. It's you know, they they, they live too far away, but you know, thank God I can I have the ability to come see them. Good for you. Good for you. So anyway, I wanted to do a quick, uh, you know, quick little get together. Um, I went to the movies for the first time uh, since before COVID. So total drastic change for me, right? Movie theaters have totally changed. Now you. You got these relaxing recliners. They serve food to you at your chair. They're heated chairs. Did you know all this was going on? No. So I, I went to a place like that about five years ago in Tampa, and it cost, I think, like, I don't know, 25 bucks. What does that go for now? Uh, tickets were like 15 or 16. That's maybe 18. That's no, maybe bad. it was 18. Well, considering six years ago, I think they were like 12, or maybe I'm wrong. I can't even remember. You You're know? talking to a guy who, in 1976, my local movie theater charged 76 cents. <laughs> yeah, how do you like that? Yep. <laughs> Times have changed, my friend. Absolutely. So um, I was very excited for the Iron Claw. Um, when I mean very excited, I was looking forward to this movie, right? Um, so I wanted to go back and forth with you. And, uh, you know, discuss a little WCCW with you and the Von Erich before we actually, because I know you haven't seen the movie yet. Have not. Nope. It, 
but we'll I'll run it by you a little bit. We'll discuss it. But um, what was your experience with WCCW? I, you know, obviously grew up with WWF. And then uh, I think the second promotion I ever saw was NWA Hollywood uh, mm -hmm. with our good friend John Tolos and uh, Jabba Rook, a.k.a. Johnny Rods. But I think I'm guessing around 81, 82. I'm trying to think even which network. I think it was USA maybe. And I got introduced to WCCW World Class, Class Championship Wrestling um, from uh, from Dallas, and I really liked it. I mean, it was it was different than what I was used to seeing. But I mean, the, the stars they had, you know, the Von Erichs, they had uh, Brian Adias, who was on your show. Uh, they had some guy named the Dingo Warrior, who kind of went on to be a big name in the wrestling business. Just, sure. I mean, you know, the, the Von Erichs were rock stars. I mean. And the Freebirds, I mean, it just like the list goes on and on of the, the stars that were in that promotion. I mean, really, considering it wasn't that huge of a promotion, the, the talent, I think, was incredible. Well, I, I just remember, right, so, you know, actually, like you, WWF guy or WWF guy to eventually WWE. But then, you know, you'd get cable and then you had Georgia Championship Wrestling. And like you also, I would watch NW. At the time, I didn't know it was NWA Hollywood. I just remember it was NWA from Los Angeles Coliseum. The Auditorium, yes, sir. Right, yeah. Uh, with uh, Adorable Adrian Street, Giant uh, Goliath, right? Black, uh, Black Boardman. Yeah, yeah, that whole crew. Uh, you know, um, Mil Mascaras. Yeah, Mil Mascaras, Das Das Lucras, right? Um, so I can't remember all the names. I'm just trying to think. The Guerreros, right? So yeah, Victor Rivera eventually went out, went out there. <laughs> from, from so that, that was always pretty cool. And then the WWF uh, were, were also on that channel, and they would play the, the show in Spanish. Like the interviews, I think, were are the, the, the telecast was in Spanish, but the interviews, like when they broke – and they were in front of the ring talking about their their future matches or always in right. so it was, and it, it was pretty cool because it was always different right because they made it special for that thing but i remember wccw man and the freebirds and the von erics and i was like i was in awe and kerry von eric i was in awe of kerry von eric and um always followed his career after that and, and followed WCCW. In fact, I would say that I was, I, I liked WCCW almost as much as I liked WWF. I got to agree with you. And Von Eric, I mean, you know, I always say that the biggest two what ifs were Gino Hernandez and Magnum TA. You got to kind of add Kerry to that list, right? I mean, if he had kept himself a little bit, you know, cleaner and he hadn't gotten in that motorcycle accident, what, what kind of career would he have had? Not that he had a bad one anyway, but well, he was NWA champion. He was Intercontinental champion. But yeah, I agree. He certainly could, and you know, and I guess he was the Texas heavyweight champion. And eventually, I guess uh, what what they they became USWA. So then he was USWA world champion at some point too, wasn't he? But yeah. But you, the point is, you, you're right on the mark. Kerry Von Erich did not reach his potential um, at all. I mean, uh, no matter what his what he had as a title he just did not re reach his potential and and the look i mean i arguably i would say maybe the best physique in the history of professional wrestling if not like definitely on the mount rushmore i think but you know it's funny i have this dvd and i would love to put it on the channel long time ago i ordered this dvd i guess this guy played drums for the freebirds for bad street and i guess they had a band like the b the freebirds had an album right. 
you know? And it's a whole bunch of clips of everything that was going on. And a couple of things they discussed. One was uh, Vince McMahon had plans to make Michael PSA the world's heavyweight champion, which I just don't believe. Could never imagine. Me too. Um, But I did hear that Vince called Fritz before Hogan and wanted Kerry to be the WWF champion. And Fritz wouldn't let him go. Now, that would be a little bit more believable than, you know, than, than Piet, Michael Hayes. I, I think at the time, too, Benny, like when we first started watching that, there weren't physiques. Like, look, Kerry was Arnold Schwarzenegger to me in wrestling. I mean, that guy did have, like, the perfect body. I yeah. Thought. But as we got older, right, yeah, you said Dingo Warrior. He was as big as Kerry Von Erich. Tony Atlas, as big as Kerry Von Erich. Right. So, you know, and, and you know, and as he Luger. got advanced. Yeah, all these guys just started, you know, Road Warriors, right? But Kerry was like a little before that. I, I remember. I could have my timelines wrong, but that's what I remember. It as. But well. unlike most of those guys, the guy could work. I mean, he really could work in the ring. I, I thought he was excellent. I thought his yeah, mic skills were – I thought his mic skills were okay at best. But he didn't need it, in my opinion. He just had it. Yeah, he had the charisma. I Funny you said, like you were talking about him. A couple of days ago, I was watching on YouTube a clip of uh, – it was David and Kerry being interviewed in Florida by Gordon Soley, and they were heels down there. And I just, I just got a kick out of it. I mean, they were, they were pretty, you know, it was the standard heel promo stuff, but they were good. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they got heat. So, who are I mean, they feuding? Wow, who are they feuding with? I'm not even sure. Not even sure. I, 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 I do that, remember David being a bad guy down in Florida. I do remember that. Yeah, I David was – he Terry came in, that. and I think he won the Florida championship or the Southern championship or, or both, probably won both. And then Kerry came in after that, and I think this interview was actually introducing Kerry. You know, this is my younger brother, Kerry. And so he was saying, well, is there going to be any rivalry? And, you know, trying to cause a little bit of heat between the two of them, and uh, they, they didn't buy it. I mean, it, it, classic heel stuff. It was really, really good, though. I was surprised. So before we get into the movie, though, let me ask you this. When you heard about the Von Erichs, you started catching on. Which Von Erich did you think? Because, you know, the story goes that David was the guy. Uh, I never saw it that way myself. I understand what the wrestlers feel. I get that. What were your thoughts? I think he was supposed to be the guy. I think that was more Fritz's doing than anything else. But, I mean, he really wasn't around that long. I mean, he, you know, how he, when did he die? 25? Yeah, pretty young. Yeah. Yes, I mean we've another one. We'll never really know, but I, I don't. I don't. I. I. I've seen. I saw several of his matches. I think I saw a couple against Harley Race, and I thought he was good. I thought that. I honestly, thought Kerry was way better though. How about Kevin? Kevin just. I mean, he was. He was good. He was good in the ring. I don't think he was very uh, charismatic like Kerry. Um, and I mean, he had a good looking guy. He had a good looking guy though. Right. Benny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and he was well built and just the whole barefoot thing though. That was kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he, he was, he was, you know, he would have had a, well, he did have a decent career, but I couldn't see him like being the headliner or carrying a promotion where I could have seen Carrie. Carrie really is the one that I could have. And then I think Mike was just way too small. Well, it's funny. Before I was thinking, I was just looking at a picture of the four of them. Mike was a tall guy. He wasn't built, but he was. Right. Didn't seem like a small guy. I mean, he did when you watch the matches, I guess. But he wasn't overly small. Let me put it that way. Especially today's wrestling world, anyway. 
Yeah, I'm interested in because we've chatted about this offline already and what your feelings are about the movie versus, you know, the reality of the Von Eric family. Because, I mean, it really I mean, you talk about a story that needed to be told. I mean, what better wrestling story is there than this? So let's get into it. Right. You haven't seen it yet. and I'm looking forward to you seeing it. But um, I'm going into this with uh, very high expectations. Right. Because just like you said, it was a story that could be told. Now, was I worried that it was going to be just made for wrestling fans? Yes, because, um, again, when I look at the great wrestling movies, right, the wrestler is clearly the best by far. The and the story, yeah, and the story of the wrestler isn't really around wrestling, right? It's around everything else: his daughter, the stripper, uh, his job. Of course, there's wrestling involved, but it's it's the back story. And I've seen too many movies where the wrestling is the front story. So that was my concern. What are your thoughts about what I'm saying about the wrestler? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, the wrestler really. I mean, obviously the guy was a wrestler, but the whole the whole premise of the movie was this guy was a professional wrestler. He did have, I mean, he was, he's a main eventer, probably made some good bucks. And now he's uh, scooping out potato salad at the deli and uh, dating a hot stripper named Marissa Tomei. <laughs> there you go. That's the worst thing in the world, right? Right. Exactly. And then no, you know, I mean, it really is. It, it was more the, you know, the, the fact that he was a wrestler had, had some bearing, but it was more of a, a, a to me, it was a story of somebody who, was was a big wig in what they did and now they you know now they're not such a big wig and they're trying to adjust to life as a you know a smaller fish in you know in, in the sea of life i guess exactly and and the trials and tribulations of the guy can't recover from it and then he obviously has a heart attack but I, again so going into this i know knew the movie could go both ways but i said you know you really can't screw up this movie right because the story is there um <clears throat> So I'll give you a few things and I'll ask you to weigh in on what I saw. So basically, uh, they kind of introduce you to Fritz, right? In black and white, he's wrestling, you know. If you're not a wrestling fan, you don't know it's Fritz, number one. So you just see some guy wrestling. So, you, you know, I always look at the look at it in the, from the perspective of someone who's not a wrestling fan that goes to this movie, right? Someone who wasn't a wrestling fan can enjoy the wrestler. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So in this case, it was like it started off that way. I was like, all right, whatever. And then it really starts focusing on Kevin and Kevin becoming the NWA champion, right? They they don't talk about Jack, the youngest son, until later on in the movie dying. You find out later on when Kevin's talking to his girlfriend. Now, look, so I'm not going to give them – but there's really nothing to give away, right? So I'm not really giving away any kind of story. Everybody knows how this started, how it ends, uh, and everything in between. But my first point was there's way too much wrestling. As a moviegoer, what interest do I have watching actors making believe they're a wrestler, right, Von Eric, against actors who are making believe they're the Freebirds? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some of it, but I mean – it really kind of dilutes the story. What you really want to do is tell the story. You want you want the wrestling to help tell the story, but you don't want the wrestling to overpower the story. And you know what? That's a great comment. And in my opinion, it overpowered the story. I mean, I don't think they established 
the relationship between the brothers enough. There's points where they're trying to establish it, where the brothers defend Michael and Michael's being picked on by Fritz. You know what I mean? But you don't, for me, I didn't see that that ultimate brotherhood there where they could have drove that a, a lot more. In fact, I got to tell you, and again, I don't want to tear anybody apart, but I thought whoever wrote that screenplay did an awful job. Yeah, I mean, you, what it really boils, I mean, forget about wrestling. You're talking about, you know, a bunch of brothers that at the urging of the father went into the family business. And obviously there's going to be a lot of infighting, just like it would be in real life. Um, between the brothers, who's going to be the top dog? And that's that's really the story you want to tell. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, there's a point where Kevin, you know, becomes a Texas heavyweight champion and, you know, carries at the U.S. Olympics. So you don't see Kerry until about 45 minutes into the movie, right? So part of the problem I see a lot of fans writing about, so I'm going to kind of go the opposite way, is that they felt that the, the actor who portrays Kerry was way too small. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, I don't know that that's a deal breaker. You know, again, you're, you're telling a story. You can properly, I mean, if they if they structure it right, I don't think it really that makes that much of a difference. I don't know, mm. that's just how I feel. I mean, you, you can offset that. I mean, you, you can still tell the effective story, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Hold on, Betty. What's up? Huh? You want a show? No. Somebody. What's I up? You were doing work. I am. Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. I'm back. You want, so, um, you want me to say that again? or No. Uh, say it again. Yeah, please. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would it have been better if there was somebody, you know, maybe a little bit bigger? Yes. But, I mean... To me, is it a deal breaker? No. Again, you know, what you're trying to do is tell a story. The, 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 the most, the important thing is in how accurately the, the actor depicts, you know, the, the, the real person. I think it's how accurately they capture the essence of who the guy was and what the relationships were, because that's really what it's all about. Well, Benny, I also think, too, that, like, Zac Efron got himself in great shape. He plays Kevin Von Erich, but um, he's not a big guy. So when you see him against real wrestlers, you can see there's a huge difference. So I think they had to make sure that the other wrestlers were his size, yeah, not scale, the yeah, scale, it down size. scale it down. So I wasn't so dead set against it um, at all. But um, again, I also heard fans said there should be more focus on Kerry. So I will, I will share this. They show a lot of matches. They show him against the Freebirds. They show him and Brody wrestling, right? So when Kerry finally, David dies, right? And they don't even show you the trip to Japan. They show him get sick, which is not a bad scene at a wedding. But uh, when David dies, Kerry and Kevin, one of them is going to wrestle Flair for the title. And the father flips a coin, which you find out later on is a, is a trick coin. So he made sure Kerry got the title shot, not to piss off Kevin. Um, but they don't show the match. You just hear in the background during some kind of scene a new NWA champion. And I thought to myself, you're going to show all these matches, but this is not the match you're going to show. Probably the most important match of the entire story. That That's very strange, actually, now that you said that. 
So not making good use of the wrestling time. I mean, you could you could like you said, if you showed some of that match, that that's that's meaningful to the story. So then there's the, you know, and then right after that, and I understand it's movies and when you write scripts, you got to do certain things. But um, right after wins the NWA title, he decides to go for a motorcycle ride, and that's where he ends up losing his foot, right? So again, I understand they got to change story. It's not true to fact on everything that goes on here, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's kind of odd, but I guess, you know, again, not a deal breaker because, I mean, it does happen. So I understand that there's, you know, certain things like I understand Chris was left out of the movie altogether. And I'm not sure why that happened. You know, it's really funny because I probably on Facebook seen 100 reviews of the movie. So I almost feel like I've seen it without even seeing it. So tell me, what are the reviews of the movie that you're seeing? Um, a lot of people are saying, like you said, there was, you know, too much, you know, like the, 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 the flair promo and the Harley race promo, oh, too, much, awful. too much time, awful, awful, too much time Too much. I mean, you only have so much time to, again, it's like a wrestling match. You know, you, have, you only have so much, so much time to tell the story. You got to make best use of the time you have. And that, that was not a good way, not a good way to spend the time. Um, you know, the, many comments about Chris not being involved in, included in the movie at all. Uh, I guess a lot of people saying that, uh, and they, they were disappointed MJF didn't have a bigger role in the movie. MJF literally isn't even in the movie, dude. He's wrestling with, with Kevin Von Erich. And unless you're a wrestling fan, you don't even know it's Lance Von Erich, right? He just does a move and he flexes. You don't have, there's no explanation. What's the point of even having a minute again? Bad storytelling, too much wrestling, right? I heard where the writer said he didn't want to put the Chris story in because it was kind of the same as the Michael story. So he thought they were kind of two characters, you know, together. But I had thought to myself, if you had cut out the Flair promo, the Holly Race promo, and a couple of matches that like right. broke them down a little tighter, you could have got the whole. Again, they missed on getting the real feeling how close these brothers were. And why do you want to leave out? I mean, the fact that, you know, several brothers died the same way, like it really, it, it adds to the impact of it. So why would you exclude one of them? That I don't get at all. It does. I, I will say that they did a good job with establishing Kevin's relationship with his wife, which I thought was good. So that was fine. Um, you find out the wife is a big part of his life, which, you know, unless you're a real Von Eric fan, you don't know that, right? You probably didn't even know he was still married to the lady. Um, uh, so I thought they did a good job there. Um, how do they portray Fritz? Uh, they portray Fritz the Fritz to be rough. I remember when David dies, he gets the boys are drinking beer and he goes, well, we got to move on. Who's going to be the NWA world champion. That's when they flip the coin. So I think they try to push Fritz off as being a bit of an asshole. Um, but it's funny. You know, I had Scott Casey on a show and Scott Casey was not a Von Eric guy. Um, but you hear mixed stories about Fritz. But, you know, when you talk to Brian Adidas, Brian Adidas was a very close, close to Fritz in the family. I and, remember him know, being on your show and being, you know, fairly complimentary towards Fritz. Right. And I think Fritz was driven and the boys were driven. And I think he he was he was a rough guy. Right. He couldn't show his emotions because I will say at the end of the movie, um, Kevin is play, watching his sons play football and he starts to cry. He's just sitting there crying and the, the kids come over and they're like, what's wrong? And he uses the famous line. I used to, I used to be the oldest brother of four and now I'm not a brother at all. Wow. 
what you know and and that you know again that's that's an emotional statement it's that emotional very, whenever yeah. you know yeah so you know when he says that um i guess my point is he says to the boys i'm sorry boys men aren't supposed to cry and the boys said we cry all the time dad you can cry and then he starts crying so i think they established like, like fritz got into the heads of the boys like there's no crying in in life and there's no crying and wrestling you know what i mean yeah yeah it, it you know it sounds like overall though it, it not that it was a bad movie I mean, remember, I don't know if you remember uh, back in the day, you know, Dick Dick Clark, American Bandstand, they used to have something called Rate the Record. You know, they play a brand new record and then they each had like two two kids, you know, hold up a card, I guess, on a scale of one to 100. So, that, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're probably giving it maybe a 75 or am I being? I would tell you this. I would tell you this. It would be a movie that uh, I'd wait to come on Max, right, on HBO. And I'd probably watch it one or two times at best. Right. Um, I thought it was, <sighs> you know, it's funny. Back in the, remember we used to watch wrestling movies back in the day. You remember that movie with Roddy Piper and the Tonga Kid? Oh with, yeah. Uh, well, I forget the name of that movie, right? But it was like made for TV movie. Um, I can't remember it at this point. The name of it. If someone knows, please put in the chat. Yeah. But. Um, it was at that level, man. It just, to me, it was, they did a disservice to that whole story. They should have really got a real director and writer behind it because they could, they could have did something with this. They could have, it could have been an emotional roller coaster. I mean, they'd only established, even it established the point that the boys are high on drugs all the time. Right. And all of them were right. I mean, that was the eighties, right? They, you know, you see scenes where they're snorting Coke or they're taking some pills, but they don't establish it. Think about the wrestler, right? They establish that this dude's even after his heart attack is still partying. You know what I mean? Then and you're I don't shaking know. your head and you can't believe he's still doing it, you know? Yeah. Supposedly that the Texas police actually protected them as well. I don't know if that was portrayed in the movie, but in many instances where like a they found him one of the guys high and they somehow got him to the arena. Um, so I'm not sure if that was portrayed in the movie or not. But like, I mean, these guys were legitimate rock stars who were, you know, they, they were like deity. They were gods. And, you know, and I mean, you talk about idolized by women. Jeez. I mean, Carrie, I mean, you would have a, I mean, how many women were after that guy? Yeah. And I, there's also like one point, like where they do disjustice to the story is when, you know, Kevin Kerry uh, is the Intercontinental Champion, and he comes and visits home in Texas. And his father starts talking about like they got to put the title on you. Why are they pushing Hellwig? Like who? If you're just like, what is even the point of that comment? In the you know, you know I felt they were tr I felt they were like AEW trying to appease the wrestling fan. Like who cares? Like, what What does Hellwig have to do? Like with you, you get my point? Like what, yeah, yeah. what reason does that have to even be brought up in the in the movie? And then there's a point where he calls Kevin Carey and he says he just wants to die and not renewing his contract. And if everybody knows the history, he got released from the WWE. He went back to, you know, USWA where Kevin and him still owned the organization from Fritz and sold it to Lawler and to Jerry Jarrett. Right. And they still wrestled. And that's where he had those feuds with Jerry Lawler and he was high as hell during those. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, mean, I just felt they, they did this justice to the storyline. It's like 
you know, hey, you got to keep it like it's in the WWE because that's where wrestling is. I mean, just tell the story. And you don't have to go that deep into it. You know what I'm saying? The, the story itself is compelling. The story sells itself. And I think from what I'm hearing, though, is, you know, like you said, the, you know, the hardcore wrestling fan is going to buy a ticket to see it. But don't you want to attract the, 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 you know, the casual fan or even like, you know, the non-wrestling fan? And it sounds like they did. They really didn't do anything to do that. There was eight people in the theater, man. There wow. was eight people. Th- yeah. This will be on Max in like two months. Right. And, you know, look, I'm not, look, if people liked it, that's their choice. But when I, I saw some people like, this was a great movie. No, this wasn't a great movie. It wasn't even a good movie. Most I mean, you, you could ask my wife. She fell asleep and she was snoring next to me. I had to keep well, getting it. Okay, that's going to, so that's the non, you know, the casual slash non-wrestling fan. You know, I mean, of all the reviews I saw on Facebook, I would say, you know, yours was, I mean, your review is pretty much kind of typical of what I saw. I mean, a lot of people weren't even that that nice. I mean, nobody gave it a glowing review saying, oh, this is a great movie. They really told the story accurately. Most people, you know, because a lot of the people we you and I deal with are people in the know, and right. they know what's going on, and they know that they missed the boat. Again, I'm okay with them altering the storyline so much for movies. You have to, right? You have to. The idea when you do that is to keep it more interesting, but the story was already there. If you just would have stayed away from the wrestling, so much from the wrestling, there was a tremendous, I mean, there was a storyline between him and his wife, Fritz and his wife, and they just don't even dive into that relationship. You know, it's at one point, she's just very cold and callous. And as the boys are dying, she's getting colder and colder. And eventually she just shuts Fritz out. Like, But that's me knowing what happened. Like, I know the story, but if, if I had no idea, it would just be like, all of a sudden, she decided not to be bullied by Fritz anymore. That's the way I took it. Yeah, why Why don't you want to tell that? Because, again, I mean, are, are you wanting to have eight people at the theater? Or you want to, you know, you wanting to draw, draw some fans? Well, I, you know, I would tell you this. If, it, you know, on a four-star rating, I would give it a one and a half stars. Yeah, that's, and, that's, about, yeah, that's about right. And I'm a huge Von Erich guy, right? So I give it one and a half stars because I love the Von Erichs, right? Uh, you know, Kerry Von Erichs, one of my all-time favorites. The Von Erichs, WCCW, uh, all those guys from that era. Uh, I, I could interview every one of them because I love them. I love everything about them. I know everything about them. It was like, you know, as a wrestling fan, that was the place to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, considering, again, that, the, the, you know, the guy came from a, a relatively small promotion. It was not that big of a promotion. But that, you know, he became a, a, a sensation there. And then, you know, and I think he translated well into the WWF. I really do. I just think he had too many outside issues. How come you think Kevin didn't go to the WWF? I had heard a story that he tried out and he decided, hey, I don't want to travel. And that could be the case. But that, that I, I'm surprised been, he didn't try to bring them in as a tag team together. You know right. I mean? Yeah, that would have been that would have worked. I mean, they were—they would have at least been the equivalent of, uh, you know, the, the killer bees. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Do you think it was a mistake that Vince wouldn't call him Kerry Von Erich and was calling him the Texas Tornado? I didn't like that. I mean, I didn't like when they called Barry Windham the Widowmaker either, or Kurt Henning was the Perfect. I mean, any of us with half a brain—I mean, not even half a brain—but you know, a well-versed wrestling fan, we knew who that was. I mean, don't insult our intelligence. Well, I gotta be honest with you, Mr. Perfect. I liked, right? I just liked. I, liked I mean, the, the Mr. Perfect gimmick was one of the best ever, but you know, it was still Kurt Henning. Absolutely. You know, and uh, Harry Windham. Harry Windham. I told. 
I totally agree with you. Barry Windham did not have good runs up here. Um, he, he, but he said on the interviews, he kind of thinks it's, it's his fault. I thought, I thought Terry's run was good here. I think that he must've been high a lot. I mean, my guess is, and that's why the push just stopped. You know what I mean? Or, you know, he was over when he got up here, right? Yeah. But geez, how you wrestle with prosthetic foot? That had to be hard too. That was amazing. That is amazing. Think about that. That is an amazing feat, right? I mean, supposedly, and I don't know if that was, this was in the movie as well. Supposedly, he used to shower with his boots on. They didn't show that. They show him with no foot, or like almost like almost half his legs gone actually. And then they show him that he you know he tries to get back into the ring, and he really works hard to get back into the ring. Yeah. Um, again, the Kerry Von Erich character uh, in the movie. I thought they could have gotten a better choice, but I understand why they went with someone not huge like Kerry was. I get it. I thought Efron did a, a fantastic job as Kevin Von Erich. Um, the David Von Erich guy, the role, he, the guy did a pretty decent job. Um, and the Mike Von Erich, I would tell you that the most intriguing character in the whole movie was Mike Von Erich. Really? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. You know, he, he liked rock music and supposedly like Fritz forced him into wrestling. But I, I, again, I don't, I don't know. You know, they did the whole thing where he gets the, they go through that fairly quick too, right? He, uh, he gets, he breaks his shoulder. Or In the Middle East, right? Israel, I think. They don't say that though. They just, you know, he does it. And then, then he gets the fever and then, you know, then he's like, kind of like not himself anymore. It's like right, kind of brain right. frozen, right? So. But, uh, you know, Benny, that's about it. I just wanted to go over with you and just want to thank you for joining. And Oh, yeah, my pleasure. You know, it makes I, me wonder why, like, I mean, a guy like you or a guy like me or, you know, they should have, when, when they make these movies, I think they need, you know, a panel of, of, you know, true wrestling fans that, you know, can give an objective opinion and not only say, look, you know, I mean, we should be happy there's wrestling in there. But, I mean, the fact that we know enough about the story to say, well, you know what? There's too much wrestling. Develop the story and just, you know, cut some of that wrestling out. They, they well, what's to hear amazing, things like that. What's amazing to me, man, is the template is written with the wrestler, right? The template is there. It's like, why would you divert so far off that 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 format? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, again, you're watching actors playing wrestlers. All right? Like... I know in the wrestler they made sure they didn't get really big guys because Mickey Rourke, Ricky Mickey Rourke is not a big guy, right? So they didn't want to make him look like a you know small. So I get what they were doing here also, but they didn't expose Mickey Rourke that much in the ring, right? In the beginning he starts, and then you find out what happens when he they, they purposely put him in that like, uh, what you know like, what is you know that with the glass, you know, whatever you want to call it match, they made it pretty simple. Right. So there wasn't really a lot of wrestling. And then after that, you don't see him wrestle the whole movie until right. the end, until the end. And again, I don't understand why you would do five minute promos with an actor as Ric Flair and an actor like Harley race. It like made no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. Just have Ric Flair say, woo, you know, wearing a nice suit that, that, that conveys the whole thing. Again, if you're going to show a Ric Flair match, it should have been Kerry's match in Texas Stadium, not Kevin's match. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. Totally agree. So, um, in my opinion, epic fail. If I if I would have known it was this, I, I could have waited for it to come out on Max. Yeah. You saved me 15 bucks. 
<laughs> what do you got coming up, Benny, this week? Well, let's see. Tomorrow we have Dan and Benny in the ring. And actually, we're going to have you on, and we're going to talk about this again. Uh, and then, you know, maybe do a little bit of recap of the year, you know, year review kind of thing. Um, Wednesday, we have Wrestling Remembered with uh, Bruce and uh, what are they, Joe? The defending Dot 30 champion, finally. Man, that guy would have blew a gasket if he didn't win that last time. And, uh, wow. And then um, Thursday, we're going to shoot in the afternoon. We're going to do another episode of the Line Drive Baseball podcast. And then we got the 30 on Thursday. And then, of course, the main show on Thursday night. All right, sounds week, good, guys. Right? Sounds no good. rest of the weary. Merry Christmas, and thank you for coming in and discussing. Yes. Merry Christmas. You know, it's been a great year. Friends. I mean, I'm, I have a lot to be thankful for. And honestly, being part of the Monty family, you know, being included this year has been one of the highlights of my year, to be honest. Well, it's been an honor to have you on the channel, man. All right, I'll see you during the week. All right, friend. take care. All right, bye-bye.